Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, John, yeah, mate. I just did a podcast, right? With, what? Um, Who, what? I just produced a podcast. Oh, fine. And a guy on it was a breathing expert. Um, he's worked with Wim Hof. You know Wim Hof, the Ice Man. I've heard of Wim Hof. Yeah, he's one of the people I follow on Twitter. As yeah, oh yeah, as I scandalously revealed in a previous episode. Uh, if you're new to the show or uh, forgotten uh, in an episode recently, I think the Jason Reed episode um, for my great intro that I always do for John. I went through the. He follows too many people on Twitter, and I went through them, and to shocking results. You won't believe the third one on the list. Nice podcast clickbait. No one's done podcast clip, but yeah, I'm going to start doing it. You won't believe what happens in minute 17 of that podcast. Yeah, but I, so a breathing guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he taught me a breathing technique to get energized. Go on. Do you want to do it? Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm going to talk you through this now like I'm a fully trained breathing guy. And also, Is confession. When I, when I saw Confession. When I saw that on the sheet that they booked a breath guy. Yeah. I thought he was going to be talking about halitosis. And I thought I'd have even more tips for you. But no, he was doing nice. breathing. Uh, so what we're going to do, John, and yeah. if you're listening at home, mm. uh, you can do this as well. We're going to do 60 seconds of energizing 60 breathing. seconds? Um, yeah, but we'll, we'll cut it down. We, okay, what, you'll do, what you'll do here when you edit it yeah. is you'll do the start and the end breath, but you and I are going to do it for 60 seconds, okay? Um, <laughs> so to the listener, it's going to sound like we've just gone... <sighs> Yeah, exactly. But we'll be so fucking energized, they'll know something's <laughs> happened. Um, right, I'm going to get... a fun nut. Right. So you go, you do three sharp intakes in your nose, like... And then you go, sigh. And you just keep going... <laughs> For a minute. You, this mate, is going to be the worst thing I've ever You're going to feel high on life. Are you ready? Yeah, One, sure. two, three. <laughs> we can stop there. That's 20-odd seconds. That's fine. 20 seconds? It felt like three minutes. Do you feel great? Oh, I feel different. When we were doing it and he was like coaching us, he was like, yeah. don't worry, you're not going to hurt yourself. You can breathe like this for hours. And I thought, fuck, imagine <laughs> I'd rather die than have to breathe like that for hours. What a mad thing to say. Disgraceful. Anyway, if you're listening to this on your commute in, you've just energized yourself and you're going to have a great day. If you listen to it before you go to bed and you've done that, bad choice. You're not sleeping. You're not sleeping. Speaking if you're of, speaking listening of not... to this podcast before going to sleep, I would say you shouldn't be sleeping anyway because of the hilarity. The electric chat. Electric. That should have been the name of the podcast. Electric chat. Yeah. That's going to be our spin off project. <laughs> Hello, and 
and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. We're energised, John and I, because of that breathing exercise. Um, we're feeling alive, we're feeling vibrant. It's Friday afternoon, everyone's very excited. I've just eaten some sweet popcorn. I just had a glass of um, Dubonnet. John's had a Dubonnet. Uh, now, a few, things, a few points there. We've, interestingly, we've started the podcast halfway through the intro, so but the Sorry. intro will also come later on. We're mixing up the form. We're playing wait. with it. We're playing. We're, we're like nearly two years into this. And, and also, fuck you. We can do what we like as an intro. Can't we? <laughs> yeah. You wait, we till minute, this. you wait till minute three of the I mean, our editor's going to kill us. <laughs> yeah, you just wait. Anyway, so we're all feeling very energized. Anyway, you know the Dream Factory. The rules are simple. Every episode, you send us film ideas. We send us film ideas. And we discuss them. And we, uh, to much hilarity... I would say, most mm. of the time. But only one idea each episode can be taken to the next stage. Whereupon, it will be our final idea for 12 months as the Dream Factory podcast serves a podcast transfer window ban. I'm Joel, a man who puts the Y in Jamiroquai as you wear all of those silly hats. And across from me is John Harris, a man so concerned about the thinning of his hair that he started passing by his local stables in the dead of night and taking cuttings from unsuspecting thoroughbreds. John, do you deny it? <laughs> No. Would you rather be bald or have a horse's hair? <laughs> Tweet us. Horse's head. Ah, <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> That's hair all over. The energy's high, John. Let's <laughs> let's keep it high. Let's keep it alive. Let's keep it locked in and loaded. Give me a film idea. This one comes from no. I'm not going to do that one. That will keep. That will bring the energy way down. This one comes from friend of the pod, Stu. Oh, hello, Stu. And recent recipient of picture of me. Uh, yeah, so listeners of the podcast, <laughs> you guys, uh, <laughs> that's a good point. Whenever they say listeners of the show, they're only addressing listeners to the show, aren't they? You. Yeah, last week I drew a little sketch of John, and we said that the first person to tweet us the word biscuit would be sent the drawing, and that's happened, and now it's in County Armagh in Northern Ireland. There you go. Framed and on a mantelpiece. It's pretty exciting, I think. Yeah. Brexit Ralph. Have we not done that before? We've done it before, yeah. Ah, well, then let's just move on. But thank you, Stu. This one from (laughs) Alec. Attila, Queen of the Desert. Attila the Hun is Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Do you know anything about either of these reference points? I know about the Hun. Okay, cool. So Priscilla, Queen of the Desert is an Australian film about drag queens, but that's all I know as well. What do you know about Attila? Oh, no, I know about Genghis Khan. Yeah, that's the thing. That's so, I mean... Sorry, guys. That's, I'm always getting them confused. Are you getting them confused? It's not very woke of you to get them confused, I would say. What, so now, what's the thing that you get confused, confused with all the time? Well, in general? Yeah. Attila the Hun and Genghis Khan. No, but similar to that. What are things that you think are the same but aren't? Football and rugby. <laughs> Imagine. Attila the Hun and Genghis Khan. Good, okay, so I assume Attila the Hun was some sort, he led some sort of empire. Yeah. Were they Hungarian? I'm going to have a wild stab in the dark. Yeah, this is good. This is good. So he was a Hungarian Attila. Yeah. (laughs) What is Attila? Attila's part of a boat, isn't it? Mm, No, that's a sail. Uh, Yeah, sorry. I get those mixed up a lot, like Attila the Hun. That's a rudder. (laughs) Um, Was his name Attila, or was he Attila? Oh. You can till the fields, can't you? Attila sounds like a, a slang word for like someone who works in a shop. Tills. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm Attila. That's good. Beep. Someone who Beep. is a long lost descendant of Attila the Hun yeah. is working in, I don't know, Safeways. This film's set in the 90s. <laughs> what happened to Safeways? Uh, it was bought by Morrison's. Good. I think. Info. Yeah, because there was one in Strood and it shut down. <laughs> and briefly became a Netto and then was knocked down. A Netto! And next to it is an Audi. Sh- mate, the town of Strood has had, I reckon it's had every supermarket. It's, I can't, it's unbelievable. I don't even have a frame of reference for a Netto. 
it, I think it's mostly a northern thing. It's basically the Audi of the north. But then I don't think it is anymore. <laughs> what I know about Netto is they pay a very they paid they were one of the first supermarkets to pay the living wage. Oh. So shout out to Netto. Big up Netto. I just raised my fist in solidarity with Netto. I think that kind of covers Attila the Hun, Priscilla Queen of the Desert. Yeah. What about this one from Rachel? Crystal Maze Runner. Nice, okay. The twist is it turns out that it's not a dystopian future at all, but an elaborate set for the 90s game show. Or maybe one day they just got, these contestants just got left there. So. In the Crystal Maze. They just all went home. The whole crew went home on the last episode. Left the team in. And left the team in there. And they built, they formed a whole society around where they, where they were. They thought all there was was the Crystal Maze. What's your, what's your knowledge on Crystal Maze? Um, part of your childhood and- ish yeah weirdly not as big as part of Fort Boyard same but I think that's I thought I was uh, uh, attributing that to my Frenchness but apparently you're why, why? Cause, cause cause it's got a dirty show. den in it no it's Fort a fr- Boyard's not a French show uh, give me a break the dirty den version is a British version of the French format it's what? like it's like a reverse deal or no deal what was it originally called <laughs> what do you think it was called I don't know Le Fort Boyard <laughs> Wow. <laughs> no, it's called, just called Fort did it have a, Did it have a tiger in it with the gold at the end as well? Yeah, and the... Uh, the and Dirty Den? And the, What's no. Dirty Den in French? No, um, it had like the same old wizard man. It had lots of... It had, a, you know, the people with the keys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think See, it was I'm the a- same ones. They're probably French because they didn't speak, did they? So I think it was they were French. Oh, they got work for a long time. Exactly. They did every international version of Fort Boyard. Probably. They're probably still doing it now. Yeah. I had a meeting at a production company a little while ago, um, and they were about to do Shipwrecked. And they said that the islands that Shipwrecked are on, yeah. they just go and like tout them out as these islands for reality TV. And they've built these islands for reality TV. And they'll go to these like major conferences, and it'll be like you know a Japanese game show. They'll go, yeah, we, we'll buy it for a month in July. And then Shipwreck moves in, and then someone else moves in. It's the same island. Yeah. It's oh. all the same island. Reality Isn't that crazy? Island. Yeah. Isn't that quite cool? Yeah. Oh. Uh, but I assume they're all like shipwrecks. It's like a film studio, isn't it? It's not like, you know, when it's when it's the Japanese game show. It's not the Japanese game show where they eat things and it's potentially chocolate or it's potentially a doorknob. It's it's still island-based stuff, it, right? They don't we, just... no, you could do that on an island. That's <laughs> where the, uh, the setting of that one doesn't sound particularly important. <laughs> like the famous slippery s- stairs. That would be good, though. It's shipwrecked, but some of the coconuts are made out of chocolate and you've just got to find them. That would be great. That would be great. And some of them are made out of just like MDF. Um, <laughs> when I was in Japan, the yep. telly is, it is like, you know, you think when you're here, you think, oh, we just get sent the maddest stuff. Yeah. No, it's constantly mad. Oh, that's so it's brilliant. mad at any time of day. Mad, like completely mad at any time of day. At one point we turned it on and when, when there should be adult programming, it was a children's program around an animated uh, wrapping backpack. Wrapping. But it was like animation within the real world. And the so backpack the, kept rapping in Japanese. So it's like Who Framed Rod, Roger Rabbit, but the bag is animated. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. At one point, you know, the footballer Neymar was just up against like 100 kids at challenges. And he did not know where he was. <laughs> it was like, Neymar, can you kick down a drone before these 100 kids eat you alive? You know that famous uh, question that we did a bit about a while back? Yeah. It's, so it's 100 it, kids or yeah, Neymar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's basically every Japanese TV show. Yeah, it, it's great. Can't recommend it highly enough. First to eat a Viennetta, probably 100 kids. I don't know. First to do 100 keepy uppies. Yeah, but each keeper would only have to do one. <laughs> Wait, there's, there's they have a ball here. each? They have a ball each, yeah. And they just have to kick up in yeah. the air once. Yeah. <laughs> but they're idiots. They're blindfolded. Yeah, um, and Neymar's got an extra leg. So actually 99 of the kids kick it the first time and one misses immediately. And then the kids screwed. 
Well, they, they can have another go, can't they? But they're all blindfolded. Exactly, so they're, so trying, so they're like, trying to find the balls. That sounds great. <laughs> and Neymar's just there jet-lagged in the corner, <laughs> repeatedly doing kick-ups. Honestly, he, he looked like he'd just been flown into this TV set, told to take, just like, go with it for an hour, Neymar, and then you can go, you can go back home to Paris. Anyway, I think that's... Um, Crystal Maze Runner. Crystal Maze Runner. Would you like one from me? Yes. This is from Tom. Who, Tom's been a, um, a regular contributor. Friend. And friend of the show. Still no enemies, um, just, just for the record. You're, yeah, yet to have a nemesis. To apply. We'll take you down. This is uh, one of those BBC news stories that oh, yeah, turn yeah, it into yeah, a film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the news story was just that uh, Facebook have appointed a fake news regulator. And Tom sent us the film pitch. This summer, Matt Damon is... The fake news regulator. Oh, nice. It's quite good, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I like the casting. I feel like we don't get people giving us casting enough. I, f- I like that. It gives us a bit of a drive so direction. The regulator, you can imagine that being like his cool name. Yeah. Can't you? So, it's like a cool spy name. So he's doing an office job looking after fake news at Facebook in the day, and then he's creating fake news at night. It's like a cottage industry. Nice. Because he, with- he earns it on a. Uh, Story. story by story yeah, basis yeah he's on commission one story at a time and his fake news has to get wilder and wilder as time goes by yeah he does it with a gun because although Matt Damon's not a really gun kind of guy have you from, seen the Bourne films apart from the Bourne have films. you seen that one that isn't a Bourne film that basically is but in a war the green zone the green book <laughs> the green mile green hornet the green zone sounds like a thing from Mario no oh uh, Sonic. Sonic Safari Zone no that's Pokemon Zone Nightclub, uh, a previously open but now shut down nightclub in Medway. Anyway, Matt Damon, fake news regulator. Yeah, and and is what's hap- what's the big like twist and what's the kind of like he's everything's going fine. He's getting more and more successful. He's contributing to the fake news, but also taking it down in the day. And they think he's so bloody good at it because obviously he's he knows how to find it because yeah. he put it there. Put it there exactly. I assume the the like bit three quarters of the way through is that. It, there's there's like evidence that he's going to get caught. Yeah. But or, at the end, the twist is that Zuckerberg knew all along that it was him. Have you got another one? What about this one from Jason? The never, ever, 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 ever ending story. Isn't that a bit of a Kanye West song? Is it? No. Forever, ever, forever. Can you read that in the style of Kanye West doing Diamonds Are Forever, please? The never, ever, 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 ever. Ever, ever. But that's he's doing a bit on Outcast, isn't he? Kind of there. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah I guess so. Anyway, and then um, seventy six, the producer commented, "Never ending story, runtime one hour forty seven minutes." Yeah, but that's not fair because the story never ends. We just see one hour forty seven minutes of it. <laughs> that world exists before and after that. So what you're saying is the never, never ending, ever, 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 ever ending story is actually the one that already exists. Yeah. So it's life, guys. What about this one from Emma? The cider mouse rules. Never seen the original film, so I imagine it's about a permanently tanked, probably dropping out of college rodent. But he rules. <laughs> and then she's put the like rock, the rock fingers emoji. Oh, cool! A mouse emoji and some beer emojis. Nice, nice. Okay, so a drunk mouse. It's a bit like Ratatouille, but he hasn't really got any skill apart from drinking Scrumpy Jack. Yeah, yeah. If you saw uh, a mouse down a pint of cider, you'd be impressed, right? Oh yeah, I'd be really impressed. Oh, a was- pint. I was really how much fluid can there be in a mouse? Imagine how bloated it would be after that. Co- would I be impressed? I'd be constantly pissed. It'd be like you drinking a water butt full of cider. <laughs> Wouldn't it? You got a water butt? Are you, I bet you've got a water butt. What the flip is a water butt? Don't you know, mate? I don't know why I censored uh, myself. It's a big butt.
bum-shaped no contraption way. that you have in your garden. It's not shaped like a bum. Oh. But it's like a big barrel that siphons water that overflows from your drainage. Yeah. And you use it to water your plants and such. The water butt. This podcast is sponsored by Water Butt. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry to move on so quickly from Emma's, but uh, this is the, the the big bums thing is relevant. So I'm going to move to this one from Lem. Baby drivers got back. <laughs> <laughs> I really like. So it's, Pull up to my bumper, baby. Okay. So, so it's it's the film Baby Driver. Yeah. But the cars that he has to drive have to be specially fitted out for his massive ass. His big ass. <laughs> That's great. That's really good. What's the name of the lad in it again? The it's, actor. Oh, Ansel Elgort. Ansel Elgort becomes method, and he gets silicon <laughs> implants. Ass. He gets he gets a massive ass for this role. Um, you hear about Christian Bale putting on weight. That's nothing compared to what Ansel Elgort's willing to do for a part. He uh, he grows his ass to the size never before seen on a human, but the rest of him stays exactly the same. Yeah. So, is it implants or is it squats? That's uh, what the both. press will be saying. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's actually one of each in each cheek. <laughs> And there's lots of airbag jokes. I oh, know. Of course there are. Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe at one point they hide all the cash in his ass. <laughs> what? Just it's it. silicon, so they don't, you can't fit anything. There's a big flap they pull down. <laughs> Pop all the cash in. Oh. And they're like, well, what's the problem, officer? She's a big bummed dude. <laughs> hmm? Don't judge. Don't yeah. judge him. Oh, that's very rude of you, officer. <laughs> Actually. He's got a massive ass. They, they, how would you accommodate a massive ass in a car? You'd probably just take the seat out. There's enough padding to have your own seat, I imagine. <laughs> wow, this is a really big ass. Yeah, how big are you? How now? Talk to me about how big you're imagining the ass. Because what I've got in my head is ludicrous. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. Like it can't fit through doors. Every door in their hideout's got a special cutout section around the ass. And everyone else in the getaway vehicle has to sit on the other side of the car to counteract the weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And way ahead of you, mate. <laughs> Especially all that cash in it. He turns corners, it's like sparks. That's where they're saying an arse full of cash comes from. Hansel Elgort. Yeah. Oh, how much they pay for that job? An (laughs) arse full. You never heard that before? No, because he just made it up. Mm, Did I tweet it? (laughs) Start using it in day-to-day language (laughs) and see if we can get an arse full of cash. Yeah, like if you go to a particularly expensive coffee shop, they try to charge me an arse full for this cappuccino. It could be a new thing. Well, maybe we're innovators. Well, maybe mm. we're definitely innovators, Joe. Yeah, we are. It's just whether what we're making is needed is the question. That's like, no one ever says that about the innovators. <laughs> yeah. They just get praised for innovating. Yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Have you got another film idea? Can I just say, Joel, you're doing doodles. We're not sending them to listeners anymore. This is all over. Yeah. You got the pet picture of me. Do you not think that will ever happen again? Maybe one. What about when this podcast is like 20 years old? Nah. We'll be nearly 50. What about this one from Bark D, The Full Montgomery? I assume Monty Burns from, uh, from... Why did you assume that? Mr. Burns. Oh, because she told me that's what it was. <laughs> what other Montgomery is it? Colin the place Montgomery, in the golfer. The that's pla- what I thought of. The, there's a place in America called Montgomery, right? Mount Montgomery. Mount Montgomery. Yeah. Yeah, um, the one the presidents are on. And Monty, there is an episode of The Simpsons where Monty Burns gets naked, so I feel like they've already done that. Because he's got the alien uh, glow. No. Oh, he gets one. painted. painted. Marge what? paints him nude. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, does a po- portrait painting. I thought yeah. he got like body paints. Oh, that'd be sexy. <laughs> Wouldn't take much. He's such a f- thin, fragile man. He hasn't. He hasn't got back. <laughs> you could probably stick him in Anthony Got's ass. <laughs> what about this? This is from a friend of the pub, Mark. Strand by me. Okay. So look, let me tell you why that's fun. <laughs> He's uh, Mark and I are from the same town. Oh, Mark! I know Mark. And. What's interesting about that, he, he wasn't a friend prior to this. He's a friend of the pod. Yeah. We existed in the same town, but we didn't mix in the same circles. Oh, um, it's like Romeo and Juliet. We were probably Juliet. actually in rival gangs. Yeah. It's not like Romeo and Juliet, because they get together. <laughs> I'm <laughs> saying I don't know who this man is. Oh, sorry. Well, I haven't seen him through a fish tank. <laughs> Yet. Anyway, the Strand is a local leisure centre. And we've covered a lot of Medway's leisure centres on the it's, podcast. It's, it's amazing there's only left. <laughs> but the Strand is arguably the, the epitome, and also the whatever the opposite of epitome is. I don't know. This is the first time in the podcast where both the film idea mm-hmm. and Joel going off on a tangent about his childhood are the same thing. Yeah, that's true. It's amazing. Well done. Well, that's kind of where this has been going, isn't it? Yeah. Should we just shut up shop now? <laughs> we've both uh, we've, no, we've both earned an arsehole of cash out of this. We might as well just wrap it up. <laughs> anyway, The Strand. The Strand. I don't, uh, this, look, this could be a unifying thing for people listening. They might have had yeah. one of these when they were a kid. Uh, it was like this. It was sort of on the river. Um, but it's the estuary, so it's quite a big bit of river. You can see Essex over the way, but don't let that put you off. And it had sand pits. It had like a lazy river you could go to. It had a pitch and putt. It was like the go-to place. I know you said sand pits, but I heard Sam Pitts, and it sounds like a Roald Dahl character. <laughs> he ran it, Sam Pitts. He, was in, he sold the ice cream. He was called Sam Pitts, but he was also really smelly, which was <laughs> convenient. It was handy, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you have anywhere like that you used to go as a kid? Hang out? Yeah, well, Where did you hang out as a kid? Center. Where did you hang out as a kid? Parks. Yeah. There's a park behind my house. What was it called? C- question. Oh, mate, you never went to that park. What did you call it? The park. The park. The wreck. We called it the, the wreck. wreck. Everyone's got a wreck. Oh, now you're on board with me. Wreck it, Ralph. But it's set in a <laughs> big childhood park. <laughs> yeah, we called it the wreck. Yeah, it was yeah. behind the house. What did you do there? Um, so there was like a little wooded bit behind it. So you'd kind of go there and throw stones. Cry. You'd go there and cry. <laughs> where everyone was playing football in the wreck. What would you throw stones at? Your feelings. At other stones. Yeah. Isn't it weird that like... And then I'd go home and stand in the garden and play swing ball by myself. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, I would. You've got two brothers. Yeah, but I didn't like playing against Well, they also people. playing their own swing balls. really hard. Did man, you have three so... swing balls in the garden and all three of you were playing on your own? <laughs> no, uh...
are uh, isn't it weird that like boys just throw stones at each other and stuff yeah it's kind of mad mm. but also really exciting <laughs> more of it I encourage more of it what are we talking about? Strand, strand by me. By me. Uh, and imagine that place, but they find a dead body there. Right, John, have you got another film? Yeah, what about this one from Con? Tinker Taylor, Soldier Queer Eye. Perfect. Yeah? Yeah. Look. Who's going to be the best spy out of them? I would say Jonathan's going to be a bad spy. Oh, is that how you imagine it? Yeah. I was thinking that... British buyers have been dressed so badly for so long. They dress quite well. So, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean badly. I meant the same. Oh, fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're getting stale. They're famously dapper. Yeah, yeah. It's just a it's bit. It's getting stale. They need freshening up, and also they don't talk about their problems enough. Mm, they need. <laughs> I just got an idea of like a really uptight Gary Oldman and yep. like Caramo in a car <laughs> trying to talk about their feelings. That'd be great. Toxic masculinity and all that. Yeah, jazz. exactly. I'd be there for it. <laughs> and then by the end, the whole of the British Secret Service is wearing like floral print uh, white shirts with a french tuck and they're just and they're so happy they're, <laughs> but then the entirety of the british secret service falls in on itself <laughs> um, they're happy so but exactly that's the most important thing i think yeah i'd say that's a good message uh james bond can't survive in an age of ta- toxic masculinity that seems to be the problem doesn't it the script has been written five times what? have you seen the like everything that's going on about james bond this week yeah isn't it called shatterhand i'll get into that <laughs> but they keep bringing in writers to salvage it what what state like what's the what's the original script? They've had so many people write on it. It's now been announced. It's called Shatterhand, which like apparently it's a dream factory. Uh, it is, isn't it? Apparently, that's in a book. That's how everyone's justifying it. It doesn't justify it. It sounds like shitting on a hand. <laughs> it's so rubbish. It sounds like he's shitting on a woman's hand. Shat her hand. I didn't think of that. Look, like, whatever you're into, mate. We're not we're not here to judge. Between two consulting we're not here to ju- consult- consulting <laughs> consenting. Interesting. Um, <laughs> I consult on hand shitting. What it, can I say? It reminds me a lot of the time. Uh, have I ever told this story about when I didn't have any loo roll? No. Well, that's what it reminds me hand. of. I didn't shit on my hand, but I ended up with shit on my hand. Maybe I'll talk about it in the uh, at the end of the podcast. Great. I guess. Um, Stay tuned. Have we got Pip's Corner? Is that still running? Yeah. Pippity Pips. This week's Pippity Pip is pun-ish. Uh, so I guess uh, it's I like... thought you were saying it was like... <laughs> It's a pun-ish. No, I was no, waiting no. for the title, but it's no. pun-ish. Uh, yeah. we're, we're scraping the bottom of Pip's barrel here, aren't we? There can't be many left. <laughs> What's that? You I can't, can't. An idea isn't just putting breaks in a film title. No, but it's like ish. Uh, it's like um, the Punisher. Is oh, like his punishments are a bit rubbish. Well, he's just like, he can't commit to anything. He's like, it's how a, should, oh, I, should I should I? He grounds him? someone. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I like that. He grounds them. Yeah, so his punishments aren't as severe as killing them. He's dishing out punishments left, right, and centre, but they're not death. I don't think anyone outside of a parent has the uh, the right to ground someone. Oh, so you're telling me if the Punisher came around and told you not to leave your bedroom for a week, you'd disobey that, would you? Is that what you're saying? If a superhero came around to your house and said, John, if you leave your bedroom in a week, I'll murder you, you go, only mum and dad can say that to me. Is that what you do? Only so you're wrong, aren't you? Yeah, fine. You're wrong. Yeah, yeah. If, if Theresa May knocked at your door and said that Her Majesty's government demand that you stay in your flat for a fortnight, yeah, what you'd leave the flat? I'm more likely to than if Punisher told me to. Let's be fair. That's in, uh, well, all right, elect Punisher in the next general election. I think. <laughs> I mean, he's out of work. Netflix have cancelled his series. A career in politics beckons. <laughs> I would vote. No, you can't imagine people were electing a former TV star into a position of power. Can no. You? Satire. Good bit of satire, that. So that was a bit, 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 bit. Were you ever grounded as a kid? 
Um, was I ever grounded? I don't think I was. I don't. I think I was threatened with it a few times. Punishments in my house were more like you can't play the N64. Oh, for, for yeah, because that's the problem. You couldn't really ground you because you're you probably in all the time anyway, playing your video game. <laughs> yeah, they, they like, were like, "Well, you're gonna have to go out. Yeah. If you do that again, you're going outside. Yeah. You're gonna have to I, make I friends." I change. I uh, I'd love to have been grounded, so then I could have made a ladder out of my bed sheets and climbed out the window. <laughs> oh. yeah, I'd done it even if I lived on the ground floor. I remember one time uh, when I was like a a, a later teenager. I mm-hmm, think, mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, like maybe like sixteen, seventeen me and some mates went out and one of them literally p- pretended to go to bed and then snuck out of no the window way. came out on a night with us and I was like I didn't do that because my parents were like pretty chill but the idea that I was with someone who was like basically yeah. doing something out of a film that is out of a film that's yeah. amazing a mate of mine friend of the podcast Chris was uh-huh. grounded for I think six months at one no. point and it was upheld Fuck. it was upheld yeah. that explains a lot for having a party at his house that I organised <laughs> You should have served half of it. How would I? What? I lived in his house. <laughs> the logistics of it made no sense. But he was—he got—he had a lot of respect for serving that six months' time. You know, he was a maverick. And then the night out after that six months, they're there to give him another six months. Yeah, yeah, minimum. They chucked yeah. him in juvie. We haven't seen him since. What I get is these film ideas sent to me every now and again. Little prison letters. But yeah, he posts them to you, doesn't he? Yeah, of course. John Harris, should we do our own film ideas? Yes, please. I would like to go first this week. Okay. This week, I would like to pitch the fact that the uh, president of Nintendo is a man called Doug Bowser. And for those of you who don't know, the three people listening who don't know, Bowser is the bad guy in the Mario franchise. So it's not much of a stretch to imagine. Who doesn't know that? This is Bowser, right? He's done it. He's infiltrated it. <laughs> yeah. What, you think he's going to pull off the mask and he's going to be Bowser? Yeah, and he's going to make a game called Super Bowser Bros. He po- I would love that. He's posted <laughs> a, a tweet where, in the background of the tweet, Mario and Luigi are tied up in, a, like, in exactly. rope or whatever. You know, we're never going to see a Mario or Luigi game ever again. We might, but they'll be losers. <laughs> Super Bowser Kart. I'd be in- I'm not against this. <laughs> the if leg- it means we get another... Now, this is, uh, this is completely geeky, but if it means we get another WarioWare game, let him do what he wants. Bowserware. Yeah, but he likes... Oh, because they're in cahoots. Are they, are they in cahoots? You never see that. But they must be. I saw... This is ages ago. This is probably even, like, before... Maybe it was a tweet, or maybe it was, like, something on, like, bloody Imager or something. But <laughs> something that I saw that really made me laugh, and whenever anyone talks about Mario characters, I can't unthink it, mm-hmm. is that if Sonic was a Nintendo game, the baddie would be called Wah Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. And I mean, that's better than the film idea. But yeah, basically, rips off his suit at some point, reveals he's Bowser. Turns out every single Nintendo game for the next 20 years is just a variation. Even, not even Mario games anymore. So we're and talking, Nintendo becomes fundamentally evil. The, the, the legend of Bowser, Ocarina of Bowser. Of Baby Bowser. <laughs> yeah. What other Nintendo games are? Metroid Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. I, yeah, I think as a, as a player, I think it's going to be great. Morally, it's probably less, less cool. Yeah, but Bowser hasn't got morals. Exactly. He's kidnapped it? women. It's true. Mm, maybe he's, is he going to do that? That's less fun. Wait, real life Bowser's going to start kidnapping real life princesses? Yeah. As long as they're called Peach. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Yeah. So only the princess of Norway is to worry. Is that what she's called? No. It's good though. It's a good idea though, isn't it? Maybe we yeah, should change It'd be worrying name. if there was a CEO called Bowser and a <laughs> Princess Peach out in the world. I started to think that maybe reality wasn't all it was <laughs> cracked up to be. 
You've been the like the um the, the lines the streams of cross or something. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm out there in a Mario game somewhere. <laughs> As a Goomba. Oh mate. What do you want to be? You think more of me than that, don't you? What would you like to be? A little toad. I envisage you as more of a bird, birdo character or whatever that guy is called, the pink Yoshi with the big beak. Anyway. Oh, I like that. Yeah. What's your idea, Joe? Yoshi's sexy friend. That's your film idea. Yoshi's sexy Yeah, it's a bit of a coincidence, but I've actually got written here, Yoshi's sexy friend. <laughs> uh, my film idea from me is four weddings and a death at a funeral. Death at a funeral. That's the thing. It's a film. Yeah. But I think it's based, It's like an old film that's been remade and stuff. Yeah. And four weddings. So these four weddings happen at a funeral. And here's what I'm thinking. The weddings happen at a funeral? The four weddings and a death at a funeral. Oh, right. It's the film title. Yeah. It's pretty clever. Basically, this person has died. It's their funeral. And everyone wants, wants in on the will. And so people are marrying into this family. But they have to do it on the day of the funeral. Uh, yeah. First nice. one to get married claims the will. Oh, sick. Yeah. And then you realize that on the day. So they have to, all four of them, it's like an apprentice task, have to assemble a wedding in super fast time and prove it's happening. So they decide to have it in the same place as the funeral. And then they can claim the fortune. But each one is trying to jeopardize the other one's wedding. I mean, it sounds like an excellent bit of reality TV. It's like a good film, doesn't it? Put it it? on an island. Yeah, I know one. Is is the coffin made out of chocolate? (laughs) Don't find that out (laughs) at a funeral. A bit of advice. You're going to an open, open casket funeral soon. Very sorry to hear that. Don't bite the coffin. <laughs> Don't, whatever you... You'll be thinking about it now. Don't bite the coffin. Who would be better oh, but when carrying it dis- the but coffin? But think about it. When it disappears into those flames. Lovely bit of fondue. <laughs> Who would be better at carrying the coffin? Neymar or a hundred children? <laughs> Uh, and I think that brings us to the end of the podcast. And we know it's the end of the show because there's a knock, knock, knock at the studio door. And entering, well, we're not sure. It could be one of two um, people entering the I can hear studio. the hundreds of tiny footsteps. Of Neymar. There we go, John. Hello. That was a good podcast, I thought. Yeah, I enjoyed it. There were thrills, there were spills, <laughs> there were gaffs, there were guffs, there were... It was the breathing that we did. It was that breathing exercise. I feel quite... Do you feel energised by oh, it? I'm off my nut on you're, energy. You're shaking in your seat. <laughs> on, on air. Um, the story of poo on my hand. Oh, yeah. I went and did the stadium tour of Barcelona. Yeah. They're a football team, John. <laughs> One of the most impressive stadiums in world football. And I'm walking. It's a it's a big tour, right? I've done a tour of Cholton, my team. Yeah, there's not an awful lot to see on that tour. Yeah, but the Barcelona tour, you go into the trophy room. You're like, fucking hell! It's like 200 meters long or something. <laughs> so you're in this for quite a long time. And look, I had to do a poo. Uh, it's only natural. Yeah, well, that's fine. Yep. You know, you didn't back a lot then. Of delicious tapas. Back then, my metabolism is one of the best around. I think. <laughs> Honestly, I think it was one of the best. I think for a short period, I was in probably the top 5% metabolisms in the UK. Yeah? Oh, mm. yeah. I was just, pro- I was basically pulling stuff out before I'd even eaten it. <laughs> anyway, I had to go. So I went to a loo in the new camp. Mm. And it was kind of like on the concourse between the tour and the stadium and the okay. stand. Uh, and I'm in there, do my business. Great. Had a lovely time. Ready to return to the tour. Good. Can't wait. Mm. Got my mate waiting for me. Look to the loo roll holder. Nada. Zilch. <laughs> One of the richest, biggest football teams in world football. Mm. Not even checking the Lou Roll situation. How do you make a million, eh? Cutbacks. <laughs> no, what is the thing you can't get rich by being By spending frugal? too much on charming. No, there, someone says that you can't get rich by not spending money. So, it's uh, like a famous thing. 
You won't become a millionaire by... I thought it was count the pennies and the pounds. Nah, and, but uh, the, apparently you that's... should go the opposite. No, you shouldn't spend, spend the those. pounds. <laughs> but the idea is that like worrying about money isn't how you become rich. Oh, uh, fine. Anyway, I mean, this isn't no, what this, this podcast is, is. It's mostly about poo. Um, <laughs> and I look, and there's no loo roll. I'm thinking, shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm literally thinking, shit. What am I going to do about this shit? And there's people in the loo. I can mm. hear them hustling and bustling, using the urinal, you know, checking themselves out in the mirror, carefree. Eventually they go, and it's empty. I think to myself, right, there's another cubicle next to this one. I'm going to go for it. So when the coast is clear, mm. I open the door. And I scuttle round to the cubicle with the trousers around my ankles. Wow. Knob out. No way. No, not fully knob out. And I get in, I sit down. And I like I breathe the biggest sigh of relief because it was pretty nerve-wracking at that point. I can imagine. Sit down. I'm this like, is yes, a film. I did it. Looked. No Lou Roy in that cubicle either. <sighs> yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, the new James Bond film is called Shatterhand. There we go. So there you go. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Send the guys a movie idea Tell your friends that you like the show Follow us on social media Then you'll be the best listener